have a question for you guys. Yeah, Vegas tripping. That's how every episode started. Mm-hmm. How many fantasy football teams do you have? I only have one this year. I cut down a lot. If you'd asked me like four years ago, I, I would have at least five every year. See, I'm a firm believer. Uh, you're not You're not bad about this, so I won't. I've never heard you talk about fantasy football except for like two mm-hmm. seconds ago. I'm a firm believer that you either need to only have one fantasy football team. Same with brackets. You only need to have one bracket. Or you just never need to talk about it. Or if you're going to talk about it, don't be like, oh, shit, I left so-and-so on the bench. It's like, which bench? You have five teams. Like somebody the other day that I followed tweeted like, oh, man, I left what's-his-face. Somebody who had some like monster game on the bench. But it's okay because he's on my other team playing. And it's like, okay, so you have so many teams that every scenario is covered. It's just like if you have 55 brackets, like, yes, I picked that upset. It's like, okay, it doesn't matter because you got 10 other picks wrong because you're in your wacky bracket. You don't get any credit for just, like, buckshot spraying picks <laughs> and fantasy football. But you do. That's why people talk about it. That's why I make one sports bet a year. Patrick Bamford, leading scorer for Leeds, and I will talk about it until the day the bet is closed. Howdy, it's Thursday, October 29th, 2020, and this is episode 136 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? We're back in two weeks. We didn't go four weeks. I think it'll actually be 15 days by the time the episode is posted, so I take it back. That's not good at all. I do have to take some blame. We try to record kind of early on in the week, Monday, Tuesday, but just it is Thursday today, as was just stated, and it is my fault. So I don't know if you know this about the episode, but it's so meticulously and methodically edited that I need a full 72 hours of lead time from recording <laughs> to posting the episode. It's not that I'm just procrastinating once the episode comes out. It's It's really every waking moment is spent just combing over every second of the podcast to get the best end product we can possibly get. And I think it really comes through when you listen. I think you never hear any cuts that are clearly edits. There's no weird transitions with no segues because I cut out a whole bunch of stuff or like, you know, my air conditioning went on. None of that because it's so well edited. Speaking of having to make a bunch of cuts in the podcast. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Really, the problem is I need to email Baruch and be like, hey, when are you guys going back? Because I've noticed that my podcast partner's editing has gone way downhill since he's been working from home. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We just got word that we're not going back until the fall of 2021. Oh, oh gosh. At the earliest. All right. So don't worry. Well, if you could just stick with us for another, like, you know, 10, 11 months, <laughs> we'll be back to our usual high standards then. Hey, there are a lot of people, a lot of businesses who are making that same request. Stick with us for another 10, 11 months. None more so than do for a win, LLC. That's correct. We're not an LLC, by the way. In case you're looking to sue us, <laughs> we would be personally responsible. <laughs> well, you could probably try. I don't know how well it'll work out for you. But uh, anyway, what happened in 1936? A time capsule was buried, right? Yes, in 1936. It came out in, what, 2010? That is correct. 74 years later, the time capsule came out, and it had, weirdly... A whole lot of congratulatory letters about laying a cornerstone for a new post office. So that was something that happened in 1936. (laughs) There were a bunch of newspapers in there. Yeah. Also, there were like in the article, which I'm sure Craig will link to in the show notes, they were like, oh, it was really like, you know, surprising 
there were a lot of newspaper articles about like a lot of corruption happening in Atlantic City and like, <laughs> oh, we have corruption now. Like how strange it is. <laughs> yes. It was the least surprising thing I've never, ever read. Yeah. Never changed Atlantic City. Any other thoughts about the time capsule? It seemed like not a very interesting time capsule, I have to say. No, no, it's 1936 was not a uh, super yeah. happening year for Atlantic City, as far as I can tell. The only other thing I could find is... Uh, well, we, we've skipped Craig Hall oh, okay. to make I'm way sorry. for the post office, the cornerstone that was laid in 1936. They demolished my hall. They did. Very disappointing. I can't abide. I do not like that. Built, by the way, when some, some guy went to Atlantic City and tried to get a room and they were all sold out. So he built a hotel for himself in 1897, I believe, so that he would never not be able to go to Atlantic City again, which is a very sensible thing to do. I think that is excellent and that yes. we should do it. Anyway, yeah, the only other thing I found is on the Atlantic City page in a Wikipedia, one of the pictures of Atlantic City of the beautiful Marlboro Blenheim. Which we decided last time, I think, wasn't the Blenheim at all, but pronounced some other way. The Blenheim. The Blenheim. According to the, the Boardwalk Empire. A, a nice poster was put up for Atlantic City with the Marlboro Blenheim in the background and a quite skinnily clad woman in a oh. swimsuit in the foreground, which it's quite different than it was even 10 years ago, I feel like. The fashion has changed very quickly. I should say, you know, it's a one piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. And skinnily it's clad like, compared you know, to the 20s. Yes, for the 20s. Not for the current days. I think it's important to point out that it says that it's America's all-year resort. Because let me tell you, everyone in the wintertime is wearing those swimsuits in Atlantic City. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes, this this really hammers <laughs> home the all-year resort thing. But, I mean, it's October now. It's about to be November. You should be getting yourself to Atlantic City. Indeed. I mean, I'd love to be getting to Atlantic City. Me too. This is actually my favorite weekend to be in Atlantic City or Vegas. I feel like three or four times I've been... Yeah. In this Atlantic last weekend City. of October, for sure, we've been to Atlantic City uh, or Vegas a lot. And it's you gain an hour because of the daylight savings ending. And so I've definitely had a bunch of days where I'm like, oh, I'm up so late. And then all of a sudden, the clock goes back an hour. And it's like, I'm not up so late. I mean, it's still two in the morning, but it's not three in the morning. And that's good. Uh, it's like a way to outsmart your wife, Greg, where it's true. You know, <laughs> you're getting an extra hour out of the trip and she doesn't even know it. Yep. Extra hour away from the kids. What? <laughs> I would never. So what happened in uh, 2020? <laughs> some news. We got some Bally's updates. They did set a hearing for the Bally's sale. But the question is, are they going to have it or are they just going to postpone again for, for no reason? I, I think they're going to have it. Come on. Don't be a downer. So it says next week. That's when they're going to have a hearing. The first step yeah. of approving the sale. Everyone believes it's going to happen, I think. Back when we first started talking about Atlantic City, even then, even though we were in, still in the throes of the financial crisis, there was some real speculation of like whether or not any given sale would go through because, you know, they were pretty tough on whatever, organized crime, like yada, yada, yada. Like, there, you never knew, but now I feel like they're just letting anyone with a sack of cash come in and buy up casinos. I don't think they're having any problem <laughs> with this. Yeah. So they've also announced that FanDuel is going to run the sports book. So DraftKing runs the one at resorts and FanDuel is going to run the new sports book at Bally's because, of course, the current sports book at Bally's is going to be part of Caesars because they're not getting Wild Old West, only the park place. So, yeah, I'm going to get those two confused forever between DraftKings and, and FanDuel Sportsbook. I mean, I don't even have the FanDuel app on my phone and I'm still like, ooh, got to go check the lines on FanDuel. Oh, no, this is DraftKings because they not only had the same exact product 
they are named similarly. And they both had just like alternating ads in every football game and every sporting event for an entire year. So there was an awful lot of advertisements when these two real money fantasy things came out. I have incredible brand confusion and it's their fault. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It is their fault. So the very first poker room in Atlantic City has reopened uh, as of October 21st, which is just over a week ago. The Borgata Poker Room opened up. This is all according to a story written by David Danzis, which Craig will link to. There are 30 tables currently open at the Borg instead of the usual 77. Uh, It's seven players per table instead of the normal 10 with plexiglass between the seats. And it's cash games only right now, so there are no actual tournaments going on. Why do you think that is? Why do you think no tournaments? I would assume it's more of like a demand thing. I mean, I, I don't see any reason that a tournament would be more dangerous than a cash game. Yeah, I was thinking maybe it was like they can sort of guarantee an end time more. <laughs> like they can just close things, whereas a tournament kind of has to. Yeah. Like for staffing? Who knows? Yeah, it could be that. Or like maybe it's it's kind of easier to either kick someone out of a cash game if you're like really uncomfortable with them being there. Oh, if they don't, If they have like naughty mask uh, whatever usage or like, you know, if someone's just not comfortable because someone's coughing a lot at their table, they can just get up and leave in a way that you can't at a tournament too. Like, I, I don't know if that's a thing, oh, if yeah, that's I the reason yeah. why, but it kind of makes some sense, I think. Yeah. Whether it's a reason or not, I think it's a good idea for that All reason. Right. I've convinced, I've convinced the audience of one. I like it. Yeah. That's it, right? That's all the news. That's, that is really it. So some September data came out. A long time ago. after we, we recorded <laughs> last time. And, uh, as I recall, our bet was $140 million in the month of September. I had the over. So how'd the month go? It went, uh, way over 140. The brick and mortar revenue was 190 million. So I now owe you $10 and a meal at Hard Rock because you had the under on 170 million July revenue. Because it was way under that. And then I somehow also gave you the over on 140 million for September revenue. And I was looking at the like open bets document that I have and I was like, how did I make both these bets? Like, what was it? What am I doing that I have allowed myself to make both these bets? I should not be gambling. That's terrible. But $10 in a meal at Hard Rock, I think everybody would look at that and say, whew, too rich for my blood. Those guys are Indeed. playing for keeps. Which, by the way, let's be clear, Hard Rock opened over two years ago now. So, like, I've been talking to my accountants, and they're suggesting that I just need to write it off from my <laughs> balance sheet. They're yeah. like, at this point, you can't expect to collect. <laughs> That's a good point. Also, another bet that we had that we didn't really see a sale coming. We had a bet about, like, will Bally's be closed or open? And I think I have Bally's open at episode 200, through episode Oof. 200. You get $6 if it's closed, and I get $4 if it's open. And Twin River coming through, I think I'm getting Easiest 4 bucks. money of your life. If only they hadn't bought the Bally's name, I'd be like, look, Bally's is not open anymore. I know. But that's a good point. It is going to be open. We would have had to consult a lawyer or something. Yeah, we, would, right? we, we definitely would have had to bring in uh, do for a win general counsel. I, I think that would have counted as a loss. I think if it's not Bally's, especially under a different no. owner. If Caesars renamed it and still owned it, I'd be fine. No, I don't think so. If if it's a different owner and it's still open and it's a different name, it's it's the property. It's like the address and the building. I, I think you would have been in the good. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take my $4 gladly. Yeah. Take your so, $4. But it, it also, you know, it has to stay open for another like <laughs> six years at the rate that we're recording right <laughs> well, now. So. Let's be real. Like, you know, if a brand new $4 billion casino can close after like two years of being open, like who knows what's, what can happen. <laughs> yes, that's true. 
a brand new casino that opened, you know, in the middle of a yeah financial crisis. Financial crisis. Because we're not going through anything right now that would cause trouble for a casino. No. So I think this will be totally look. Fine. We got Q3 numbers today. It's great. Yeah, they actually great. they looked fine. So as long as Twin River can get their online gambling up and running, everything will be fine. So what what really stood out to you in uh, September? Besides the besides you losing all your money to me, yes. Ocean, I mean, I don't, I can't even say that really stood out. It's just like they're on this great run during the pandemic, incredible run up 27% year over year. If I didn't even know that the pandemic existed or that the casinos were ever closed and you told me, oh yeah, Ocean made $26.2 million in September with no other context, I would say, damn, that's great. And that's where they're at. So up 27% year over year, they're just behind Hard Rock. Uh, I think just within a couple million dollars of Hard Rock for third. I mean, they're in third, Hard Rock's in second. Everyone else was down year over year. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about Ocean? Seems like whatever they had to do for their execs didn't take too much money away. Or maybe that didn't get incorporated yet. Well, I mean, I, I don't think that would be uh, part of their gaming revenue. I don't think that's where that's going to come out of. But... Hey, what if all their players had to, like, you know, go back to Borgata? What if part that's of the punishment true. was, like, courts decided <laughs> that the players aren't allowed to play? The CRDA is, like, checking people's IDs at the door, and they're like, excuse me, sir, you're not allowed to play at Ocean. You have to go right back to Borgata. Yeah, you're actually, we see that you've once played at Borgata. <laughs> you're never allowed to play anywhere else. And now we know why Borgata makes so much money all the time. Yeah. That sounds like the kind of corruption that you'd get in Atlantic City. It is. I mean, you know, uh, whatever, Don Guardian's husband or partner or whatever, back when he was mayor, he worked at Borgata, so, you know. Oh my goodness. Now we know. <laughs> it's just like Borgata. I Empire. mean, in, in the spa, I think, to be clear, but still. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he was greasing palms as maybe, well as maybe. <laughs> oiling backs or whatever he was doing at the spa? Exactly. Uh, this really forced, but I'm going with it. Everyone else was down year over year. Caesar's not too bad, only down 1.8%. Hard Rock only down 3.4%. Other people down in the 20s and 30s, which is not great. Well, Caesar had a, just an awful month in September of last year. Like, a freakishly awful month. So I, I don't put too much stock into that. Yeah, but the good thing about having a really awful month is then, then a, a year later, you can look back and say, oh, actually, we're we're not doing too bad because we're only a little bit down this year, even though... You're only a little bit down from really, really awful. So you got to look at the bright side. Yeah. So Golden Nugget, not great. Yeah. 23% improvement over August. So we talked about how badly Golden Nugget's doing in brick and mortar and how they've really been propped up by online. And they're actually, they actually had a, a better September than August by 23%, but they still came in last and they're behind Bally's, who is in next to last by $1.3 million. And I just don't understand. Like, I'm just so confused by how they can be that far behind. Like, what is going yeah, on there? They're they're just awful. I mean, maybe people have decided they don't like the wet dog smell when you walk in, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I like what happened because it was doing really well. We've talked about this, but like, what turned it so hard the other way? I just don't know. I mean, like, is it possible that they lost a ton of people to Ocean? Like, I feel like that doesn't really make any sense just in terms of the product. But who knows? Stranger things happen. Yeah, it could also yeah. be that a bunch of people tried it and sort of. Liked it for a time and then got tired of it as, as other stuff came in and or gave, you know, other places to try again and, and moved on. Yeah, they went from sort of being a big success story to really not looking great now. I mean, the the big thing that stands out to me is I think it shows kind of some continued recovery or people's willingness to get out a bit more. Just given like how September was almost the same as August, which basically never happens. You know, I, I think it shows given that you'd usually expect September to be 
quite significantly down from August. People are willing to go out a bit more than they were as as time continues to go on, which I think is something that seems to be burying itself out like everywhere you look. So, yeah, I mean, do you think that that's going to change? <laughs> like, are we in for a, a down October? Is the COVID number spike or is it just like, yeah, we already went out. We've, we've no, already I, dealt with our risk. Let's just keep good, keep doing it. I, I suspect that unless there's like policy changes or whatever. Yeah. People are just going to become more and more kind of numb to, to COVID. So yeah, I agree. I think that's sort of the direction it's gone is people are yeah, gradually increasing the risk tolerance and yeah. regardless of what the numbers say. No. Well, anything else before I shut it down? I feel like I need to draw this out because it was so short, but even I don't have anything to draw out this episode. So all right. I think I can say this. Seems like I will be going on Murano in the morning on AM 970 in the New York area on Thursday morning, next Thursday morning at 3.30 AM. So if you're awake at that time, you should tune in to 970 AM. So are you going to still be awake then? Or are you going to set your alarm? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. I think So I think last time I went on, I think it was at 4.15 or 4.30 or something like that. Which is, that's a pretty clear cut, like, go to bed, wake up, go do the call. 3.30, I, I think I have to sleep. I think that I, I'm not young enough to power through to 3.30. I think the the more important thing is going to be the night before, <laughs> making sure I get a really good night's sleep on the 3rd, which is election day, which I'm sure I'll just sleep. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna go to bed right at 9 p.m.? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to know anything on election day. So Thursday morning, the 5th, that is when I will be on Miranda in the morning. So uh, listen to that. Check that out. It'll be available, I'm sure, on downloadable after the fact if you cannot get up at 3.30 in the morning. No, no. You, If you love to for a win, you should probably set your alarm. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, if you want more of me everywhere, which how could you not? You need to boost ratings. Like downloading is not enough. We need ratings. Okay. You need to make Craig the number one listen to guests on right. Murano in the morning. Go to whatever advertisers are advertising, buy from them, listen That's to the right. show live. We expect you all to eat nothing but crab fries while you're staying in chickies and sweets. <laughs> yes. If you're not doing and that, I mean, are you even a fan of the show? Go to the Target in Clark, New Jersey. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. Well, if you'd like to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, like Han, uh, you can do so at facebook.com slash group slash do for win. Find all of our amazing content at do for win.com and buy a shirt. Uh, send Craig questions on Twitter at do for win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions via email, which he may or may not check apparently to do for win at gmail.com. When's the last time you checked the email, Craig? Well, I check it every day, but like in the evening. I heard Han was waiting for you to get back to him for quite a while on, on T-shirt. Oh, yeah. So the T-shirt form does not send me an e email notification. It just populates a form. And since we only get a T-shirt order like once every six months, I mean, we get just like waves of T-shirt orders. Like we can't even keep them in stock, but but I'm still really bad at checking them. We did get an order from India, which I just didn't respond to because I assumed it was fake. But if you ordered a shirt to India, email me again. Email do for yeah. email .com and say, hey, I actually wanted that shirt. If We've not, gotten, I'm just going to assume it was fake. It makes me feel a bit bad, but we've gotten like quite a lot of people from like India and Bangladesh that have tried to join the Facebook group. And I let like the first three of them in and then they did like horrific spam in our group. And now like for the most part, like if you're from India or Bangladesh and you want to join the Facebook group, like send me a message or something. And when you try to join, because I'm not going to let you in. I can't believe you're institutionalizing this racial profile. I, I, I pretty much, man. I mean, I don't feel great about it, but 
I also don't like cleaning up spam, even though it involves checking like three boxes. Yeah, I mean, the real annoying thing is not the spam. Well, I mean, the spam is annoying, but there's also like spam comments. Yes, and like and like everyone like reports it, and yeah. I don't know. It's a big thing. Yes. So don't anyway, spam the Facebook group. PSA. Don't spam if, the Facebook. Group. If you are from India or Bangladesh and would like to join the Facebook group, we'd love to have you. Just send me a message instead of just joining with your like three day old account because I'm probably not going to let you in. Yeah, I think we're huge in Bangladesh. So yeah. So Boardwalk Empire. Oof. What went down? All all I told you uh, today when when we talked is I think it was the most violent episode kind of to date. I think you can sum it up very quickly. Most violent episode to date. Oh, no, yeah. no Van Alden. Two things you need to know. That's that's it. That's it. Also, no Commodore in the episode. But uh, basically, uh, you know, it's same old, same old. The political machinations. Jimmy and Eli are are still trying to kind of make things work at the beginning of the episode, even though the Commodore is out of business, out of action, out of service. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever and you want to say. And their $70,000 of booze has been blown up, so they have no inventory. Also, That's right. Basically, they had a pretty contentious meeting with all of the Commodore's oldie friends. Eli decides that this isn't the life for him, so he ends up trying to beg uh, Nucky to kind of take him back. Nucky says no and calls him many mean names, not totally undeservedly. Harrow kind of ends up wandering out to the woods and tries to kill himself, but then doesn't because he runs across kind of a group of people who just chill in the woods, apparently. He was right about to do it, and then a dog stole his mask and ran away. And he had to yes. chase the dog for the mask, which I contend, if he was going to kill himself, he wouldn't have been worried about the mask. And then the episode ends with Jimmy and Harrow kind of taking revenge on one of the old dudes in the meeting and scalping him. Because this this guy was obsessed with the Sioux and, and denigrating them. So yeah, I think they, they decided it was uh, the most appropriate way to take care of him. Yes. Oh, also, Eli ends up, you know, clubbing some dude to death. Quite, one of quite brutally. former deputies, yeah, just hits him with a wrench and then is like, uh, what have I done? I better hit this guy with a wrench a bunch more times to make sure I finish yeah. the job. Which is very Boardwalk Empire. It's very on brand Yeah, for Boardwalk Empire. So I didn't need to see a scalping right before going to bed, I have to say. I think the wrench was a little more brutal than the scalping, but yes, they were both pretty, pretty graphic. Yeah, yeah, the wrench really, like, yeah, just, it was a lot. And, I don't, and, I don't think either know. of them were necessarily as brutal as, like, Jimmy slitting the dude's throat and then just like sitting on that for a while as far as just a single scene but having both of them in the same episode that was a lot it wasn't violent per se but you got to see caro with a gun in his mouth for like you know 30 seconds or whatever yeah i do think prepared for violence there's now a quota where harrow has to take the mask off mm-hmm. for at least like 45 seconds an episode but i don't find that necessarily like uh, yeah that's fine yeah i think they just have to remind you like this guy's living a rough life Oh, the, the Attorney General coming through for Nucky. Oh, yeah. Shooter McGavin doing it big. Helping him out. Uh, also going to play golf, getting some BJs in, in oh, yeah. Nucky's place. Nucky seems normally... Nucky he's was annoyed that the door was open. Yeah. Nucky seems like he's not into into all that. I mean, I guess he's been on the top for so long and never had to worry about anything, and now he's got stuff to worry about. So he can't be hanging around with a bunch of hookers getting BJs with the Attorney General of the United <laughs> States. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Yeah, I don't really have anything else. I mean, kind of same old, same old. We had moved the plot forward some. Uh, I feel like, you know, the whole Commodore plot line should be wrapping up soon. But I don't think it's going to make it through this season, but I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, so do you think... It feels like it's kind of coming to an end. Do you think Jimmy 
it's still going to be Jimmy and Nucky butting heads or Jimmy and Nucky like, coming I, back together at some point. I mean, it, it's it's clear at this point that Jimmy's mom is kind of the brains of the operation yeah. and the only reason it's still going. So we'll see. I assume it's going to be Jimmy and his mom having a falling out, but I, I really don't know. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Didn't think about that. All right. I mean, no, no one really likes Jimmy's mom and she does seem quite what? crazy. No one likes Jimmy's mom. How dare you? Except for Lucky Luciano. And the Commodore. And the Commodore. Liked her so much, he had a stroke. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and we appreciate you taking the time. And we hope you all stay safe, and we'll talk to you all in a few weeks. That's why we keep them to like 20, 25 minutes, because we know you've got a lot of podcasts to listen to. So now you can just get on to all those other ones. The ones you actually want to listen to. Yeah, like 7 app. So when I opened up the uh, casino revenue, I was like, shit, it's not updated because I scrolled to the bottom and saw a bunch of zeros. Yes, I, I did was like, too. Oh, yeah. I did the same exact thing. The casinos were actually were actually closed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was accurate. like, fuck, I need to update it. Accurate revenue. But no. Yeah, not great. One of the best Q2s of all time for Atlantic City. An entire quarter of zeros. It is hard to believe.